You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? Well, turn it in, goddammit! What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Q&E Podcast, and you're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Egger on the other line. Egger, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. Today, we are bringing you Loki, episode six. And this episode was titled For All Time Always. This is the season finale of Loki season one. Uh, They gave us the spoiler alert. Well, not really a spoiler because we've seen it coming. But Loki season two will come in the near future after the next round of Marvel films come. So uh, let's go ahead and dive into it, man. I honestly love this entire show. And I felt like this was the best ending out of the first three Marvel shows that we've gotten this year. But yeah, I I did like this episode, like this episode a lot, but it was just one thing I didn't like about it. And it was just the, the delivery from Kang the Conqueror. I expected something different from him and Jonathan Majors, like in his performance, I expected a more chilling Kang, not like a goofy, like, like sometimes he's serious. Like sometimes, like you're gonna play around with you type of character. I expected like more terrified. Like I'm, I'm, like I'm scared of this nigga when I see him. I expected more of that, and I got like a goofy. Like he was in some parts, he felt chilling, but it felt more so goofy, joking around with them niggas and all that shit. And I was like, I don't know how much I fucked with that part of the episode, but I like that he did show up. I mean, I honestly loved it. First off, I love the fact that our prediction of Kang being in here actually came true, even though we did kind of doubt it a little bit as it got closer to the finale because they kind of they they kind of debunked our theories as time went on, but it still ended up being true. We did end up getting Kang the Conqueror. But um, I honestly loved the fact that he was kind of goofy and whatnot because it wasn't what we were expecting like we were expecting something chilling and whatnot but what he alluded to in the episode of there being multiple versions of him which i i kind of talked about i think like what two episodes ago when we were talking about the kang situation of him just having so many versions of himself at war with each other i love the fact that they touched on that so when we see kang again in the future mcu films he might be that chilling, serious character that we're looking for because he already said in the show that there are other versions of him that are 10 times worse than what he is. So if he's goofy and stuff like that and he's still kind of chilling, just imagine what he's going to be like when we see Jonathan Majors again in a very serious Kang role. So I wasn't too mad at how he um, delivered his role in this um, episode. Yeah, I just want a ruthless Kang, my nigga. The goofy shit. I understand he a scientist. He is he is in all the way like the the conqueror type of dude. But I want a full fledged ruthless. As soon as I seen that nigga, I wanted that shit, my nigga. Maybe it's too soon. Maybe we're gonna get that in Ant Man. But I wanted that shit right off the bat. So that funny shit, him uh, going from place to place, teleporting, all that funny shit. I was just like, ah, uh, like I wanted you to be more serious. Like let these niggas know their fate. You know what I'm saying in a more terrifying way. But that was really it. Everything but- else about this episode, I fucked with. Uh. The, the Loki on Loki uh, battle between Sylvia and Loki. I fuck with uh, everything that's going down in the TVA. Where the fuck Renslayer went. <laughs> like, all that shit was interesting. But it was just, like, his delivery and what he was saying. Because what he was saying was, like, very interesting. 
Yeah, I was just going to say the fact that Loki and Sylvie were still like shook and were speechless at a lot of shit while he was goofy. I could only imagine what it would have been like if he was like full fledged, ruthless and serious. But I feel like they're probably saving that, like I said, for future films, because it's like you may not want to give the entirety of what Kang is. You may not want to give that just in a 40 something minute episode of Loki. You know, you might want to wait until a movie comes to where for like two hours he can give you what you're looking for so i went and it's funny it. because it and it's funny because what and what he was saying he was doing ruthless shit and what he was saying because he was saying how he was a scientist from the 31st century and then he ended up being somebody who ended up conquering all these other multiverses and just like he was doing a lot of ruthless shit how he weaponized the life and all that crazy shit he was doing a lot of crazy shit but he was saying it in such a a calm demeanor where it's like what like what is this nigga on? Like, like you doing all this wild shit and you so cool about this shit. Like, this shit is normal, my nigga. That's why I think it was so crazy to them and so, like, conflicting in Loki and Sylvie's mind is because he was so calm while he sang, like, some wild, despicable shit. That shit was crazy, bro. I agree. Very crazy. Uh, and the also, biggest plot point. Where the hell are oh, all yeah. of, where was all of the scenes that we had seen in the trailers? We didn't see multiple scenes. We didn't see the scene about um, Loki becoming king. We didn't see the one the scene with uh, Mobius on the jet ski. I'm like, where are all these scenes that we supposed to get in the trailer and y'all didn't show them at all during the show? I'm like, damn. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by that anymore, bro. I'm really not. After after Infinity War trailers came out in like early 2018 and we found out that a lot of the scenes that they put in the trailer didn't end up in the movie. I'm not surprised that Marvel does that now. So I can't fully go off of the trailers anymore of, oh, we're definitely going to get this scene and this scene. Like, no, nah, it's just, it's not happening. So no, I, I'm definitely going to feel away because I, I don't the, get surprised the, when that happens anymore, though, because we've seen it happen before. So if it happens now, it's like, damn, they did it again. Because in the episode five and six promo, those same scenes were in the were in the 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 trailer. So I'm like, my nigga, why are you gonna put it? I can understand at the beginning of the season you putting it in. But in the episode five and six trailer, it's still in the, the promo. I'm like, my nigga, why are we using this? Like the when um King Loki ended up saying glorious purpose, then when he had the throne, we got none of those scenes. And it wasn't like those scenes could have made the episode like 10 times longer. Like we could have had like a flashback when we seen those episodes or something, something quick. But the fact that we just didn't see it at all, I'm just like, yeah, I, I was kind of upset about it. Cause I thought it was going to be yeah, way I, more key to what was going on. I learned to not let them get to me anymore when it comes to that. They've done it a couple times now. So <laughs> I'm just like, Oh, well we didn't get that scene. Like we thought, <laughs> Because niggas are making like me, predictions off those because niggas are making predictions off of those scenes. So we expected like a King Loki to show up. And I don't even think it would have mm -hmm. been like an evil King Loki. It was just something like um I think Miss Minutes. It would have it would have showed up in the scene with Miss Minutes when they were talking to Miss Minutes and saying, like, I could put you on this timeline, you guys can be together, uh, you could defeat uh Thanos, you can win the Battle of New York. It would have showed up around that time, we could have seen like a flashback of him being like the ruler of Asgard, something quick, and it's like, okay, now he won. We understand everything. But now it's like not showing. It's like, okay. Uh, but go. the biggest plot point, the biggest plot points I pulled from this episode were one, Kang the Conqueror is now in the MCU. We just talked about it now. Uh, Kang has finally been introduced. Uh, he's been introduced, though, as he who remains. They don't really give his name in this episode. I'm sure they'll finally say it 
uh, in a more dramatic fashion once he's like inserted into one of the movies. Uh, most likely Ant Man, Quantum Mania. I think that's when they say he's really gonna show up. But uh, yeah, Kane the Conqueror is finally in the MCU. So that was my first biggest biggest plot point. Did you pull anything else from that? Uh, biggest plot point number two Loki is lost as fuck and multiversal war has broken out though that's kind of like a, a double plot point number two that I got right there so Loki is just lost he I don't know what timeline he's in right now but he's in another TVA in a different universe with a different Mobius and a different B-15 now uh, like you were saying how the uh the timekeeper statues yeah, because they, they didn't recognize him. They didn't know who he was. And instead of Is the it that or they, did they statues, just forget? They didn't forget. He in a different universe. Because you, remember that timekeeper statue where the elevators were when you look out the TVA window? It's a Kang statue instead of an actual timekeeper statue now. Mm. Like he's in an entire he's in an entire That's what I'm saying. Universe. That's what I'm saying. Things are changing in their universe. I don't think I don't think he was in a different universe. I think things just changed in that universe that he was already in. Because like you said, it was the timekeepers were out there. I think all of these TVA, it's only one TVA. So it's not like he went to another TVA. That wouldn't make sense. It's only one TVA. I, I feel That's like he's in a whole different I think, timeline, bro. I think all the technology was gone because it's no need for the technology when we're having a multiversal war. So it's no need to check the timelines anymore. And now we know that Kang is the leader of the TVA. So it's no need to give us that fake timekeepers bullshit anymore. And then you had all of the TVA agents running inside of the TVA. I think those are all of the same people that we've seen before. And B-15 and Mobius, I think those are all the same. They just forgot about Loki ass and everything is just changing around them. I think that's what it is because it's only one TVA. I don't know. It could be multiple. I, I feel like it's multiple. The way they acted like they just didn't know who he was and they thought he was like just another statistical assistant person. I'm like, y'all don't recognize him? Like, what do you mean? Like, you're just, you're just an assistant. Like, it's okay. We know everything is on split and not right now with the timelines. And then I see the mm -hmm. Kang statue in the back instead of the timekeeper statue, that's what really made me think, oh, shit, he's in an entirely different universe. So I feel like they're all multiple TVAs just off of the fact that there are multiple universes. There, That could have been a lie this whole time, too, that there's just one TVA. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know. He didn't he didn't specify that there was just one. But it wouldn't make sense for it to be a... I don't think that Kang, be, that Kang statue being outside is an indicator that he's in a different universe or something that he wasn't in before. Because I think just things, like I said, things just change in his timeline. Because I think even Kang wouldn't be a statue before this. He wouldn't have been a statue in any type of TVA because nobody knew about Kang. Everybody just believed in the timekeeper. So there wouldn't be a Kang statue outside of the TVA. So I don't think that change indicates uh, it's a multiple TVAs and he's in a different one at this moment. I don't know if that's the indicator. You could be right, but I don't know if the, that statue or any of that is the indicator about it. Mm. And uh, thirdly, the last biggest plot point, Sylvie and Loki, the trust is gone. Like, there, there's no more trust between Sylvie and Loki. I don't know if they'll ever see eye to eye ever again after what happened in the final minutes of this episode. Uh, it, was, it was sad to see because it's like, it was a situation where Sylvie's like, I love you, but fuck you. Like, that's basically what she was feeling in that moment. And that's something that Loki is known for, like, known for not committing to things, known for not being trustworthy. And even Loki, the past Lokis that we know, 
he's not known for trusting anybody either. Like he's grown into the person that feels like he can trust. But even the old Loki, he didn't feel like he could trust anybody either, either, even his brother. So I can understand why she feels the way she does. But she's such a hothead and she doesn't think about shit because those two options that Kang had ended up giving them of either y'all, you can run the TVA and continue my life, my life's work. Or you can just create an infinite amount of me that will be worse. She didn't think about what was going on because she was so just head honcho trying to get Kang and try to kill him. That she's not thinking about the bigger impact that she's going to have on the entire universe at stake right now, bro. And it just didn't make sense. When he's trying to talk to you, you know that he's, you know that he's genuine in what he's saying. And you're still going to be like, no, nah, fuck you. I'm going to kill this nigga and create even more chaos in the world. It's like, what are you doing? It don't even make sense in what you're doing right now, bro. I just wish you would have listened to what Edgar was saying. Because I don't I think it was a hard decision. Because I don't think it was a hard I, decision. I, I was just going to say the same thing. It wasn't a hard decision. And that's what Loki was trying to get her to understand. It's like, look, just think about it. Like, you're on goal already just trying to kill this man still. You've been trying to kill him since we walked in the door. But, like, damn, like, just take a minute to understand what he's saying. It won't just be our universe as they. It'll be my universe, your universe, all the universes just completely fucked up if we go through with this and actually kill him so the fact that she was just like yeah i get what you're saying but fuck all that like i'm gonna do it anyway <laughs> that shit was wild bro because what would have been the downside of them running the tva i don't know what the downside would have been like you didn't is it wasn't that what you wanted at the end of the day, the day too didn't you want to overthrow the timekeepers and be the 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 head honcho of the tva so why are you just so upset because he uh he who remains is telling you that you can be in that position well, remember, the whole argument was free will, like taking away free will by having the TVA and feeding the TVA lies and feeding anybody who gets sent to the TVA lies of the fact that this is the way it is. This is the order. So and Kang said it, too. I don't know if I wrote his exact quote down, but he was basically saying, "Uh, I, I guess, like peaceful order, pe peaceful order or chaotic freedom or some shit like that it was some kind of mm -hmm. comparison like that so it was either you got free will but it's going to be chaos or you have no free will but there's order at stake in everybody's lives so it was just that it was that um conversation and argument that was just battled throughout the entire time yeah and i and i continue to love the play on the christianity thing bro i continue to love that play because like we talked about before christianity we don't know what's going on we think everything is predetermined we think god knows all but if he isn't and we're all going by our free will so is this all chaos if i make one move is it gonna change how everything else happens in the universe we don't know but i'm it's funny how we actually see it from the upper level and like the actual conversations like that could be had at the top about the free will mm -hmm. and just like the, the order and all that shit. So I love those type of conversations. You know, another thing I thought about when just throughout this entire situation with Kang in this episode, you ever seen The Good Place? Mm -mm. It's on Netflix. It's basically a show about you... You don't really get sent to heaven or hell. You get sent to the good place or you get sent to the bad place. And it, mm -hmm. it was just it was funny how the person who who you have to go to when you die is kind of like how they went to Kang at the end of time. Like you in the good place, they start the show off. Basically, you go to this guy and he goes over your entire life and he lets you know what you did do and didn't do everything they know about you. And they send you either this place or this place or whatever. So I just thought it was kind of cool. Like that that little 
that that entire scene of them just sitting with Kang and him knowing everything, it just reminded me of that. Uh, but we start the episode off with a we get a montage of different spatial universes and the actual timeline itself. They uh we we see from the last episode, episode five, when they walk up to like the mansion looking thing in the middle of space, and that ends up being Kang's residence where he stays. And you see the sacred timeline just basically going across in the galaxy right behind them with all the infinite universes. So I thought that was a cool look. And Loki and Sylvie uh find miss minutes and she greets them and congratulates them for making it to the citadel and this is where she says he who remains is trying to offer them um a lifetime of winning so before we even got to that when they walked into the 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 palace or whatever sylvia ended up saying in that back and forth with loki that she was pruned before and i was trying to understand what she meant by that because did you already know about the void and didn't tell anybody and how did you get out of the void before if you already were pruned, that, that didn't make sense to me. Like, how did you get out of this? And how couldn't you Ooh. just let us out before if you knew how to get out? <laughs> like, or was your plan the whole time to just be back in this position to get to he who remains? But still, how did you get out before? I feel like it should have been more background in that situation of how the hell you got pruned before and nobody knows about it. Yeah. I was wondering that too. I'm like, is she talking about when she just pruned herself or did she actually get pruned before? So I, I was having the same questions that you were having in that situation. Yeah. Uh, but Miss Minutes, I, I really thought Miss Minutes was going to be the one in charge of everything because you gave that theory opposite of your Kang theory. Like if it wasn't Kang, it was going to be Miss Minutes or somebody like that. So when Miss Minutes basically came to the door and greeted them, I'm like, oh, shit, you mean to tell me this clock is behind everything right now? So I thought that shit was going to be crazy if she was going to be, like, the main person that they were up against. But I'm, I'm glad like, they actually those... showed her as being, like, a, 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 a bad guy. Yeah, it, or involved. Yeah, like, she ain't mm -hmm. just a person that's in the TVA just running around. She knows what's going on and knows uh, the propaganda. and She knows what's going on with the TVA. So I'm glad we've seen that she was involved. And she, I felt like she was the one who was really heading the TVA and was the person that was giving the information to Renslayer. So she was like the mm -hmm. middleman for he who remains in Renslayer. She was like the middleman. So that's how Renslayer really knew everything about how everything should be run in the TVA because Miss Minutes was probably telling her everything. And she went, or Miss Minutes went through the timekeepers to tell Renslayer and made it like that type of connection. Could have been something like that. But it wasn't like a direct Kang to Renslayer connection. It could have been Kang to to Miss Minutes, to the Timekeepers, to Renslayer. Renslayer tells the rest of the TVA. Could have been something like that, but it wasn't just a Kang and Renslayer connection. I agree. And speaking of Renslayer, we see Renslayer is given files from Miss Minutes after Miss Minutes uh, basically gives the rundown to Loki and Sylvie and tells them to go meet with He Who Remains. She goes to Renslayer in her office, and she gives her some files that they don't even really show us in the show because I guess Renslayer was looking for one type of file and Ms. Minutes gave her an entirely different set of files. So I don't know what she gave her or told her. So I'm like, is she trying to get her out of here on purpose or is she giving her what she wants? Like, I don't know. I think I think they gave her information to eventually find. I I honestly think he was lying in that situation. Of old boy at the end, uh, Kang at the end. I think he knew. I don't think he knew what was going to happen. Like it was predetermined, but he knew 
uh, what Sylvie was going to do because he knows her personality and he knew how hungry she was to kill him because of all of the trauma that happened in her past life. He knew that he was going or she was going to kill him. So she had probably set something up to get Miss Minutes to give Renslayer this information to eventually find uh, infinite or one of the infinite amounts of Kangs and eventually partner up so she can be a part of this free will that she is searching for. And that's probably how we get the connection between... Um, the Renslayer and Kang and how they potentially start dating or something like that. Because we've seen in a flashback that she was like a real person in 2018. So I'm just like, mm -hmm. how? So she got she got captured like recently. Like this wasn't something that happened like a long time ago, which was surprising to me because I thought most of these people were captured a little minute ago. But to see she was captured in 2018 was kind of crazy to me. So I'm like, damn, they probably don't have a relationship at this moment and could start a relationship uh, in these later series and movies that we see. Yeah, because she was like, what, a teacher or something like yeah, that? Yeah, she was a teacher. That's why she got that high school pin. Mm -hmm. Crazy, crazy. Uh, next scene, Kang explains to both Lokis that the reasoning, uh, he explains to them the reasoning behind everything. And he goes over how he first discovered the multiverse eons ago in the 31st century. Uh, some of his other versions of himself only saw ways to conquer and rule as opposed to some versions of himself who actually seen the scientific beauty of everything. So that's where we get the whole play on the word conqueror and whatnot. And he was at war with variants of himself. And this is the first multiverse war that he's hinting at that Miss Minute spoke of in the beginning of the show. So I, I thought that was cool how he was just basically going over everything. And he says he created the TVA and Cosmic Harmony just to keep everything in order. So as he was going over all that, I was just like, damn, bro. It's like he's I don't know who's going to go be able to go up against this guy, really, because over the next couple of years now, we're going to get all these great superhero movies. But in my hand, I'm just like, who's really going to step to Kang? Like he created all he knows all like I, I don't know. Kang is just. Even though it wasn't as serious as it should have been, it chilled me just the fact that he was sitting there listing everything he did. Yeah. And the because I'm going to read everything that I wrote down about what he was saying. So it says, Kang is from the 31st century. So he's from the future, and he came back to the past to end up fucking everything up. So he's been all the way back to, like, the beginning of time and knows everything that is going to happen. He said, universes were stacked on top of each other in the 31st century. So we got to that point where universes were stacked. He said variants were connected and was once peaceful with each other. And he said not every version was pure of heart. He said new worlds meant new lands to be conquered and peace between realities erupted. Variants trying to protect their universe was almost the end of time. But he said at one point he ended up meeting up with Eliath during one of his adventures and he ended up weaponizing Eliath to end up conquering all of the other universes and creating one sacred timeline, putting them all together. And that shit was just crazy when he was going through the whole description with the, the figures or whatever, that shit was crazy to see, bro. And that shit was dope. Nate. But I thought about it for a little second. I was like, he did create a lot of harmony at the end of the day by only having one timeline. You don't know how much chaos that would have been started in past lives or past, um, yeah, in past lives if we would have stuck with this multiversal shit or uh, in the past. Because all of these multiverses could have been put in the past and could have caused even more chaos than what we've already seen or are going to see in the MCU. He honestly did a lot of good things. 
he did a lot of bad shit leading up to it, but putting everything in one timeline, I think was the best idea at that moment. I think it was the best idea because it would have continued to be a multiversal war if it continued to be multiple multiverses. So he did save a lot of lives by putting everybody together. He killed a lot, it but he also the time. It would have been the end of time. It would have been the end of time. So he did a lot of good shit. So obviously Kang is going to be a villain, but the the mad scientist that he was from the 30th century was really like an anti-hero. He was really an anti-hero. He's going to end up being like the the infinite amounts of Kang are going to be villains. But that scientist we see in this episode, he was an anti-hero because he did a lot of good shit by not having the world end and actually putting it all into one timeline. And that's basically what he was trying to tell Sylvie, because Sylvie is looking at him like, so you're basically telling us you murdered all of these people throughout time just to go along with the little game that you're doing with time, basically. And he was basically saying, like, look, none of us are perfect. Like what I'm doing. Yeah, I've done some fucked up shit to get to this point of making sure the sacred timeline is good. But the ends justified the means, basically. As opposed to with Sylvie, it's like your only goal has been selfish reasons throughout everything that you've done. And then he looked at Loki and he was like, you ain't really no better. You've done 95 to 99% of your life have just been selfish reasons. So at least Kang was saying, look, at least what I'm doing is keeping the order of things. And it's it's sad that some people got to get sacrificed for it. But hey, that is what it is. Yeah, that, that shit was definitely crazy. But I fuck with that whole entire scene when he was describing shit. And also, when they were walking into the walking into like Kang's lair or his office or whatever, there was like three or it was four uh, timekeepers. But one of them looked like they was knocked off or like you know what I'm saying got knocked down or some shit like that. So did it start off being four timekeepers at first, and then he ended up killing one? And it just became three. Is that what happened? Oh, because when, when, when we when we walk into the the actual layer, there were four timekeepers, and one was knocked off, and one and one was like shattered. So you only see three timekeepers. I'm assuming one of those was Kane, but the other three, who were those people, and why was one killed? That was something interesting that I seen, but I didn't know what the backstory was behind that. Yeah, I got to watch the episode again. I, I didn't peep that. So I'll definitely look out for that statue next time. I didn't see that. Yeah, that shit crazy. So that means uh, he was killing. That, oh, good. Yeah, I was about to say, that's a question I had. Because since we seen the other three timekeepers were fake, obviously they were robots. Like, I, I totally agree. Who the hell are these timekeepers? And are we going to get them in any of the future stuff that we're going to see? Are they going to appear in Doctor Strange? Are they going to appear in uh Ant-Man? You know, so I don't know. Were those people that were there before Kang, were there four people there before Kang and he ended up just taking over those four people? Or was he one of those four to start everything off? And was he one of the ones that was the the shattered? Was he the one that shattered his own statue? And those three were the ones remaining. That could be that it always started off before. No, I think it was the other one that you said because Kang Kang is flesh and blood. Like Kang was an actual human at one point. So I don't I don't think he was in the original creators of time. I don't think it was four to start off. So I I'll go with your theory of he probably killed one of them and not one of them off. So mm, could be that, could be that. 
Uh, but then we get to the point where uh, he offers them the two options. One, you can either kill him and deal with all the other variants um, him, of himself who are far worse and deal with another multiversal war. Or two, you can run the sacred timeline and run the TVA yourselves. And this is where he no longer knows what's going to happen next. Throughout this entire episode, he's telling them, look, I got everything y'all finna say printed on all these sheets. I know what you're finna say. I know what you're finna do all the way leading up until this point. And that's that's where it kind of confused me because I'm like, so is it just the end of time right now until they figure out what the hell they're going to do? Because you see before she even kills Kane, you see branches of the timeline start to branch off. So I'm like, this must be the end of time. And they're, they're waiting for something to happen until like the time flow starts back. So can time just stop whenever, or is there truly one end of time? I don't know if we were looking at the end of time, honestly. I think it was more so the branches were branching off, and she had a decision to make to go back to the TVA and stop those branches from branching all the way until they couldn't be stopped anymore, or it was going to be the infinite amounts of Kang. So it was all on her decision what was going to happen. I don't think that was the end that we were looking at, because I think there was still more to life. But it was just a real pivotal decision that she had to make between are you going to stop these branches or are you not going to stop these branches? And she chose the to not stop the branches and just kill Kang and set off the infinite amounts. And it was real interesting me, uh, to me about what Kang said because he said he went through millions of lifetimes and he said that this was the only it was only one way this could go, which is why I said before, I think he knew what was going to happen with him. And how he was going mm -hmm. to end up being killed by Sylvie. I think he knew that. That's why he said this is the only way. He knew that. But he just didn't know it like in stone. Like he had all of the rest of the papers. But he had an idea what was going to happen with him. And how all of the infinite amounts of Kangs would end up coming back. He definitely had an idea of that. Because he only said it's only one way. And the way couldn't have been the, the, the timekeepers in the TVA ended up saving everything. And the way he pushed that temp pad all the way up to the front of the desk, he like I totally agree. He knew what was going to happen to him. He made out and knew exactly how it was going to happen. But he knew Sylvie was going to push him, um, push Loki back through that um TVA hole, back to the TVA headquarters. That's a good point. That's he, a good point. He that's a good point. He placed that temp pad right up there in the front, mm. and he just letting them go at it. I'm like, bro, he did this shit perfectly. Or did he lie? That. Or did he lie about that? And he did he what, just not write what? it down. But I'm saying when he just told them, like, I don't know what's going to happen from this point forward. Did he just literally lie about that? Because like you said, he did place that shit perfectly right there. So she would be able to grab it and end up pushing Loki back. So did he know the whole time what was going to happen to him? And did he want this to happen with uh, infinite amounts of Kangs coming back into this universe? I think that's what Possibly. happened. I think Possibly. that's why. So he lied. You can't trust Kang. Well, this nigga's lying. Sylvie, he wants infinite amounts. Sylvie thought... Sylvie thought he was lying the entire time, and Loki was like, nah, I'm pretty sure he's serious with majority of the shit that he's talking about right now, which he was, but mm. that definitely could have been a situation where he was lying. Yeah, he was lying, because that made sense. I ain't even think about that, that he did push the shit forward, but that makes it even more evident that he wanted this shit to happen the way it happened, and he knew it was going to go like that. So that's even more evident. So yeah, he definitely lied about that. He definitely lied about that. Uh, and then we get the entire uh, fight scene between Loki and Sylvie. Tensions are rising. Emotions are flaring between both of them. The trust is gone. Sylvie thinks that Loki just wants the throne for himself. And Loki is really trying to show Sylvie, look, you can trust me. Like, this is not any of those moments before when we first met each other. 
she ain't trying to hear none of that basically and basically they they have their final kiss like they finally kiss in the um show and you see that the love is there but sylvia is like yeah i love you but i'm willing to knock you off basically to achieve my goal and this is when she pushes loki back through the tva hole after grabbing the temp pad that kane placed on his desk and she kills kane did we get any background on what she was doing in episode two? You remember episode two when she ended up pressing uh that one button and all the prunes end up going to like different universes? Like what did what did she end up doing in that that moment? It was like the end of episode two. Oh, we never got ooh, any background on that. Like what what we happened didn't. with that situation? Like everything went back cool for a minute. Like she was cool with Mobius and shit. I'm like, yeah. What happened at the end of episode two when everything got pruned and all of the branches was spreading out? What happened there? Did they just end up stopping all of them? Because everybody was worried at the end of episode two, like it wasn't going to be enough time yeah. to stop them. I don't know what happened at the end of episode two. Damn, that's a good question. I'm gonna have to go back. I might, I just, I might just go back and rewatch the whole thing. Because yeah, it, it, it never made point. sense. It never made sense why she did all the pruning and then she's cool with Loki and nobody's really worried about the the branches anymore. When that was a big deal, it was a lot of shit. It was a lot of places that were being pruned. Like, I remember Titan was on there. New York City was on there. It was a lot of big cities that were being pruned, and we never got any more background. It was like it died yeah. at the end of episode two. <laughs> they never revisited the topic. <laughs> they never did, They never revisited that. So I'm like, what happened then? So, yeah. And after uh, Sylvie kills Kang, the timelines begin ripping everywhere. And this is when we get the... I, I thought this picture was so cool how they showed the sacred timeline just going in so many different directions. And as soon as I seen that, I just started thinking of all the movies that we about to get now. I'm like, oh my God, that shit, bro. When I tell you this shit had me so excited for the Eternals and for Spider-Man and all of that for the end of the year. I'm like, we need to just get to the end of the year now because I'm ready for this shit. And and this really sets up that new show that's coming out with uh what if uh, I think a new trailer just dropped yeah, for that what about what if like I think it was what if um like Captain America was a zombie like what if um Peggy Carter was like Captain Britain or something like that Captain Carter like it's gonna set up a lot of these new shows because we could be seeing that in the regular MCU what if is going to be an animated show but we could see some of those animated shows turn like real MCU canon and like some like some live action type of movies. And it's like, damn, like we just seen this shit. And what if um when Black Panther was Star Lord and, and Star Lord wasn't even a part of the pictures, and we seen Ego was like a celestial that was like taking over the world? Like, we have so many possibilities in these infinite universes. And I think what if would be like a nice setup to see like all of this shit that can happen in a, a multiversal type of scenario that we're gonna get. I agree. And the very last scene of the show. Loki meets with Mobius and B-15 after being pushed back into the TVA. And he tells them all about Kang, but they're kind of brushing them off. Like, we we know who you are. Like, you're just an analyst and whatnot. Get back to work and everything like that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, do they not remember him? Like, did she push him further back in time before he got there or something? And that's when he looks over to the side and he sees out in the TVA window, he sees that Kang statue and I had paused the show, and I'm like, is he in a different timeline? Like, did she not know where she pushed him to? Because in her mind, she's just pushing him to the TVA. But what if Kang set the temp pad on purpose to a different TVA location? This is why I'm saying there's multiple TVAs, bro. He was not being fully honest. He made it sound like there's just one. But if there's multiple universes, 
And we know there's voids where you can meet multiple thrown away versions of yourself. How are we how are we to say that they're not multiple TVAs? This could be a TVA where they know Kang is in charge and he's the one that operates things. That's why there's a statue of him instead of the timekeeper. So I'm like, bro, Loki's in a whole different universe and he doesn't even know where he is. I still wouldn't believe that to be true, though, because nobody knows about Kang at this moment. So I can't believe that Kang is like the person that everybody knew was the one in charge. I don't think nobody knew that until this episode. That's why I think things changed when everything ended up breaking up. I think things ended up changing in the TVA. I don't know if people's minds were just um, uh, nullified to not remember Loki or something like that. That's something that Kang could have ended up setting up. So people don't remember Loki. So this nigga can just go back to a TVA and nobody knows who he is and nobody will believe what the fuck he's talking about. So and I think that could have been something that's going along because he's telling them everything that he's seen. He's telling them about he, you, uh, who remains and they're asking them like, who are you? Like, we're not believing anything you say because we don't know you. So I still think it could be something like that. Because it could have been a situation. It could have been a situation where Miss Minutes, when she went back and gave Renslayer the information that she needed and whatnot, Miss Minutes could have went around and messed up B-15 and Mobius's plan because Mobius and B-15 went and told the rest of the TVA basically what was going on and the truth about everything. While Miss Minutes was gone for the rest of the show, she could have been going back, doing something for Kang basically wiping the mind of everybody so if your mind wipe theory is correct and they just don't remember them that could have been something that miss minutes did once she gave renslayer the coordinates of wherever she wanted to go and that's why i say i think we're still in this universe because people are still questioning the tva like the propaganda of it It was a lot of people running around confused they didn't know what they were doing and mobius and uh mobius and uh b15 they were knowledge they were knowledgeable about the tva and the propaganda they knew the tva wasn't real anymore it wasn't like they were still working for the tva and they were just like like tools or like cogs in the plan anymore like they were still knowledgeable about that they just didn't know who the loki was so i think they their mind was wiped of loki so they wouldn't remember who he is but i think he's still in this universe at this moment because at this time i think there's still only one tva but i think by the time the branches get all the way branched out then we will get multiple tvas but i don't think at this moment we have multiple multiple tvas because i don't think the branches are completely uh branched out yet true true you got a point i, I hope one of our predictions come true because that miss menace one is good and i feel i feel like mine of multiple tva is i feel like either one of those would be great but that was that was the end of the episode though um one thing i wanted to say man i like the arc of uh of loki and how far he has come in this short amount of time uh six episodes and we've seen so much change in his perspective we we've seen that he can trust now uh, even though he's still conniving and still a loki we've seen so much growth in his character to be this anti-hero and more so a hero at this point and i feel like he will eventually save everything i think he's going to be in um he's going to be in the multiverse of madness with uh dr strange he's going to be a part of that movie as well so i'm happy and excited to see what he will do in the future he was somebody who was always a side character to me i never really stunned loki like that but I'm excited to see what comes of him after this series. Me too. Uh, I'm really anxious to see when they're going to drop season two. Like, are you going to drop season two mid next year in 2022 before Ant-Man Quantumania? Or are they going to drop it like January of 2023 right before 
Ant-Man Quantumania. So I don't know when they're going to drop it. Are we going to wait a year and a half, two years almost? Who knows? And I think that's when we're going to get it. Ah. It depends on what Ant-Man Quantumania is about. Is it going to be like about like Kang's like home world and what we see in Ant-Man 2 of like Chronopolis in the background? Is it going to be like something like that? So we're just going to dive right into Kang? I feel like we're going to get it after Ant-Man because you can dive deeper mm. into it after, after Ant-Man because we see him and I feel like we can see like infinite amount of Kangs in Ant-Man Quantumania. I think we can see that infinite amount of Kangs then. And then we get into like the, the deeper versions trying to stop it with Loki. Because I don't think Ant-Man will be enough to stop an infinite amount of Kangs. But I think we can get more information on it in a Loki season two. How to stop Kang, like uh, the abilities of Kang, like how you can stop like Kang Prime. Like because it's going to be an infinite amount, but you have to kill all of them before you can kill Kang Prime. So it's going to we got to dive into all of that type of background. Because we have so many. um uh since we're done talking about the episode right now, I just want to get into some more Marvel stuff. We have so many teams that we're going to be seeing and so many different crossovers. We will get another Avengers movie, but it probably won't be until almost the end of this decade, really, because we got to get into the Thunderbolts. We got to get uh, our Fantastic Four movie. We got to get all these shows that are coming out that are setting up the movies and whatnot. So there, there's so many things and teams coming out to where it's like if they do find a way to make uh Kang Prime like the main villain in a movie, I feel like it'll probably be that next Avengers movie towards the end of this decade. Kinda I don't know like if how they did with Thanos. It is it'll I feel like it'll be like almost how they did with Thanos because since 2008 all the way up until what 2019, that's what it was all about. It was all leading up to Thanos. It it might be a little mm. bit different now but it might be different now because it's the multiverse. So there's so many different ways they could do the shit, but I wouldn't be surprised if it takes eight to nine years to actually get to Kang prime. If he's going to be the main villain. Mm, now that, now that makes sense, but it, I, I think it depends on how big they're going to do. Dr. Doom. Like is Dr. Doom somebody that is capable of defeating Kang? Because I think he is. Mm -hmm. And who's going to be the who's really going to be the big bad of this phase? Is it going to be Dr. Doom or is it going to be Kang that you're already setting up at this moment? I think it's going to be Kang to be the biggest big bad. But it's it's can Dr. Doom be the one that can help you defeat Kang? I feel like he's that wise of a person that can help you defeat Kang. And then he that's when he becomes like the Dr. Doom that we know to be like destructive and all of that crazy shit. And then we know like Dr. Doom is like the, the big bad overtaking Kang at this moment. I wouldn't be surprised because at first uh, in the Fantastic Four references that I remember, I remember he was like, he wasn't bad all the way. He was like sometimes good. He was sometimes bad. So I feel like he can be like that. He can be helpful. He's always a smart guy, a smart scientist. So I feel like he can help them defeat Kane, but he will eventually get power hungry like most villains do and then try to, you know, rule the world or whatever the fuck you try to do. Because we're not going to get Fantastic Four until like what, 2024? The end of this phase. Probably? Yeah, it's the end of the phase. Yeah. So that's already what, three more years and we're basically at the halfway point of the decade at that point so i definitely feel like they'll wait probably like seven to eight years from now and well not seven to eight but six to seven years until we get like a big avengers movie when everybody's coming back together because right now you got to give everybody their solo movies 
to see who this new Avengers team is going to be. I'm pretty sure Spider-Man is still either Spider-Man or the new Black Panther. They're probably going to be the leaders of the new Avengers, but we got to get all these hero movies. Oh, yeah. Well, Captain America. I forgot about Sam. So, yeah, Captain America probably, too. Because it'll probably be it'll probably be Captain America. I'm pretty sure Bucky would come back in a situation if they would need him. Uh, Doctor Strange is going to be around there. Spider-Man going to be around there. And so those are like four that are for sure going to be there. Everybody else is going to be like new and you're developing throughout this. Oh, Loki could well, be in this too. Who do you think the big three are going to be? Because the big three for the past decade now have been Iron Man, Cap, and Thor. Who's the next big three? Spider-Man is in the big three. It's going to be Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. Yeah, with Chadwick Boseman dying, I don't know if they're going to make Black Panther one of the big three anymore. It depends on how the wow. movie goes, but Doctor Strange and Spider-Man are definitely two of the next And Captain three. America, they're probably going to make it Sam, bro. They're probably going to make it Sam. He's Captain America, so he'll have to be a part of that big three. And it makes sense because you need a mystical being with so much multiversal shit. You need a mystical being like a Doctor Strange being your big three. Spider-Man, he's the next... Uh, the next Iron Man anyway, the souped up suits. He's a wise guy. He's young. Everybody loves Spider-Man. And then Captain America just has to be in the big three. Like he's a leader, like naturally. So he would be a, have to be a part of the big three. So for sure, those will be the big three. And then everybody else will be, because I don't think Thor will be in it anymore. I think Thor is kind of getting phased out of the MCU at this mm-hmm. point. I think this Thor 4 movie will kind of be like his last ride anyway. Yeah, I think we're gonna get uh we're gonna get a lady Thor. I think the, the lady, the lady Thor. Thor yeah, yeah. And I don't think she's gonna be the a part of the big three. I think she'll be in the Avengers, but I don't think she'll be the, a part of the big three. What is in the phase? Not on a nigga. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's the end of this pod, man. We appreciate. I don't know why that shit been doing that lately, bro. That shit been aggravating me. <laughs> hey, that's a show. that's a sign to wrap this shit up, man. So you can hit them buzz with the social media. You got any uh, other predictions for uh, Loki or anything like that? Uh, nah. I'm just ready. I'm ready for Shang Chi. I'm ready for the Eternals. I'm ready for Spider Man. Let's get this second half of the year going with Marvel because I'm I'm booted up for this shit now. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for what if because I think what if will give us like a a future looking into what can happen in the MCU and what we could be seeing in some live action uh down the line, bro. It's gonna be a lot of past characters in there, like in different roles, and I'm ready to see that what if series. The shit looks mighty, mighty dope, my nigga. Like I think Doctor Strange was evil in one scenario. Uh mm-hmm. I think uh damn, like I had ended up saying before, Captain America was a zombie. It's like it's some wild scenarios going on uh, i don't think party thor was a lot i think thor was dead and i think like somebody named party thor was like reincarnated it's some wild shit that i'm hearing about what if bro so this shit just sounds dope and i would love to uh see that soon and uh yeah bro you can hit it with the social media you can follow us on twitter at qe podcast one you you can follow us on Instagram at Q-A-N-D-E Podcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube at Q-N-Sign-E Podcast. Be sure to click the notification bell so you can see anytime we drop new episodes. And our email, Q-A-N-D-E Podcast at gmail.com for any business inquiries, questions, or concerns. 
Yes, and you can subscribe to all of our podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube Q and Sign E Podcast and subscribe to my YouTube. Just type in Quincy Hicks into the search bar and definitely subscribe. We appreciate you guys for listening, and we out. Peace.